This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. Welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast. This week I was joined by Quinny and we talked all about the last week. There was a whole new region announced which didn't please some people. There was issues around insider trading. There was absolute madness in the community. We talked about it all, our thoughts, had a look at the future, had a look at the new reward pools, had a look at Game Week 300 onwards, the good comms, the bad comms. We looked at everything. If you enjoy this or if you think you're going to enjoy it, drop the like now before you forget to subscribe and enjoy the episode. Quinny, welcome back to the podcast. Host of the end product, host of the YouTube channel Quinny3001, So Rare TV, OG of the community, friend. I've met you in real life a few times. Quinny, what's happening? You don't need an introduction. I give you the biggest one I give anyone. <laughs> Cheers, man. Um, I'm great. Thanks for having me back on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's good to come back on. I, it's, it's funny because <clears throat> I was saying to, just when you were saying there also about meetings and stuff, I was saying to Harry, actually, like you and Harry, like see over that whole London trip, I don't even feel like I barely seen you, you know, by comparison. I, uh, I felt like... Uh, you know, I think we had a wee moment up at the bar in the, the place on the Saturday. I was like, mate, I don't even think I've even spoke to you yet. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, I think I was around the Liverpool match or something. It was a great I trip. It was, it was good yeah. fun. I bought it in on you there, but I think it was That's one funny. of those where it was only three weeks ago, which is mad. But the thing about it was, is that I kind of feel like I speak to you guys a bit, you know, through this. I've obviously met you before, but when we chat a bit on content over the course of the year, multiple times. So it was almost like, do you know whatever, you know how it felt, right? You know when you go to like a wedding of like cousins and stuff are there and you're there with your immediate family or something and like you see these fuckers all the time. You just, you know, you see your mom and dad all the time. You see your brother, you see your sister all the time. Sure. But that co- that dodgy cousin Derek who wants to do Sambuca at the bar, you kind of have to go and spend time with him. So that's kind of what the meetup was like. It was kind of like I see you and Harry and Alex and whoever else, MLS car guy all the time. So like it was more like a we even like hoodwink for example I was like yeah. I've seen you a couple of times so we nodded ahead and off I go to see all the people who have never met before and you were kind of doing the same Harry was doing the same I think as well because people kind of knew us it was a sense of comfort because a lot of people came on their own so they sure. go to the faces that they recognize that they follow so I I think I spoke about four words to you <laughs> that weekend yeah it was funny as well because there was a point in the Saturday when. I think it must have been half time at the three o'clock kickoffs or maybe full time. And there was like 12, maybe 20 of us or something like that. I, I don't know. But everybody was like glued to their phone for like a real 10 minutes, checking on all their teams and all their scores and who was in the lineups for the evening fixtures and who screwed them in the yeah. uh, Bundesliga at two o'clock and all that kind of stuff. It was uh, it, it was a great trip. and uh, it, it was the it, most... That all popped into Sorry. my mind when you were talking at the beginning. Sorry, that's why I brought it all up. <laughs> yeah, it was the most anti-social social environment I've ever been in. Do you know? Yeah, like where everyone's there and we all love doing the same thing and what is that same thing it's sitting on a saturday watching football updating your phone every three seconds to see if your boy scored or if he's made an extra pass or got a got a tackle so it was funny um and the other thing is i think on saturday most of the lads who were there um had been on it from like the thursday so everyone was kind of like <laughs> dying and we were screwed by like the three o'clock shutout of the games so like we watched the early game and then there was this big long period where it was like rugby on and everyone yeah. was just sitting on their phones following other results or I think I had one of the three o'clock games up on my phone. Um like it's probably some German game or something. And then yeah. 
waiting for that half five Chelsea kickoff. But but that was a few weeks ago. A lot's happened since. Yep. A lot that we've already spoke about on previous podcasts. But today, I hate to say it, it's probably going to be all about the events of the last week. It's been a roller coaster. Well, as we kind of came on to record today, like all the stuff that has been kind of bubbling for the last week, there's a wee bit more kind of, uh, I guess, meat on the bone with you know some of the stuff they gave us today, like that calendar, and obviously Nick's mm. done a wee thread and a few other bits and pieces. So yeah, it feels like that's the only thing that's kind of there to be spoken about at the moment, I suppose. Um, yeah. But you know, what was your kind of you know see, see when you know, I, I caught the podcast last week, obviously in uh, streams and whatever, so I, I kind of know. You know the, the kind of headlines from yourself, yeah. you know. But like now, as, as you find it and you see all these cards coming out, like how do you feel about uh, like Euro D two? Are you going to get any? Are you annoyed about it or what? So like, this is maybe again. I do this all the time, right? Professional fence sitter, right? But ultimately, I don't know if it's because I'm relatively detached from my gallery because I almost view my gallery as like an entertainment mechanism for me to make content. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. content is my real goal. Playing mm-hmm. so rare, I love doing, and that's what I make content with. But I'm not like, I I get my engagement and my joy out of, out of so rare from talking to people, making videos about it, not necessarily from the intricacies of digging around rewards and into so rare and doing this. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically what I'm yeah, saying yeah. is, it's not that I like follow reward pools every week or. I'm like a game economist and follow it all in depth and have the solutions to the world. I just have a bit of crack and love opening rewards and building teams and watching football. So with that said, I think in a nutshell, when it came out initially, in my God, it was like, oh, this is bad because of the insider trading bit. You know, that didn't look good at all. And I was like, oh God. And I also was just a bit like, ugh, the way they kind of posted and ghosted, which I keep saying, I keep saying, I said it once or twice, but like on streams, it were... I didn't like the way it was done. I didn't like how out of nowhere it was. Um, but I did actually love the idea that there was a lot of things I loved, you know, but it was almost that where everyone was going mad and it was like, if I try and act positive, people all think I'm a yes man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But whenever you were making content as well, that's the position. If I was a, a little account who just didn't make content and played so rare, I'd be like, oh, I actually kind of like this. I think that's what I would have said. But with the, the position and the following I have and the podcast and things, I think if I had come out and been like, oh, this is going to be great fun for scouting, which I think it is. Oh, this is going to be great because when players get relegated or transferred to League Two clubs, they won't be dead, That which it is. That'd be great. Yep. Um, there's more cards, which is probably bad for All-Star and Under-23 if you're thinking about competition, if you're thinking about saturation, if you're thinking about more lineups with the same amount of rewards. But there will be more rewards accordingly, you'd think. They're out yep. minting loads of clubs now. Totally. So I, I kind of felt that there were a lot of positives but they were massively overshadowed by the negatives. The big one being the kind of, in air quotes, insider trading. Nicholas's cousin buying up all the cards. That didn't happen for anyone listening. That's kind of the joke. <laughs> what what did you think? I'm talking about initially, but we'll, we'll talk about our week. So initially, what were you thinking? Well, I actually kind of felt similar pressure to yourself. Like I did a video talking about the Croatian stuff coming out. Uh, I did a video kind of speaking about quite a lot of it, I think. I can't even remember the name of it now, but... Um, when I was referencing the Croatian thing, I I, I was kind of, I said the word overkill. I thought the whole Croatian league was a bit of overkill because like certainly the bottom half of the league in terms of the standard of the club and what they offer on all levels of the game is, you know, the Croatian league is one of the lower levels on European football that we're likely to get. And the reason I would have framed it as overkill is because we did just get Rosenberg also. And, mm. you know, 
we got Zagreb, the big team, and then we get the league shortly after. And I was just a wee bit concerned, and I still am to an extent, concerned that even though the D2 thing has came out, and I know this might seem unrelated, but I think they might be, oh, I think they are. The D2s, the good thing I like about it straight away is it's straight away it's its own region. There's no messing about. They're not going into Challenger. They're not coming in here and making things even more crowded or complicated or whatever. So I like that right away that it was its own region. Obviously, it can go into All-Stars and Specialists and whatever else. Um, mm. But I do, a bit, you know, I've not got a problem with any of these leagues for any of the stuff. Like a lot of this, you know, all the stuff you're saying there in terms of scouting and not losing red X's and I love all that kind of stuff as well. But the only kind of, so I, I kind of maybe overstated my concern on like the Croatian league, if that makes sense, because I felt a yeah. wee bit of pressure to not just, because I'm quite a positive person anyway, if you know yeah. what I mean. And, um, but I, I did feel, I'm like, everyone is pretty upset about this. You know, what is the only yeah. thing that I would kind of be honest about being upset about? And that's what it was. But then I actually realized after I made the video, the Croatian division only has 10 teams. So I was like, it's actually, a, I actually thought it was like a 14 league team or something like that. Um, mm. So anyway, I, I overall do do quite like it, but um, I do think Challenger is still really unaddressed as it as we expand with more licenses and stuff. And mm. so that was all my kind of initial kind of thing is it's not really changing Challenger. Good that these things get their own region. Do, do you know something that I kind of feel, and I haven't spoke about this in a long time, right? But I used to speak about it in the early days of the podcast a bit more. You know, me and you are almost detached in a sense, and I think it can be hard to relate in many ways to people yeah. who are relatively new to so rare because, you know, me and you, it's not like either of us come from money or are just like rich guys who come from, I, I don't know, the corporate, I don't know what how to describe it, but basically we kind of stumbled into this quite early and yep. we're very bullish. And because of that, you know, it, it's it's no it's no secret. Like we got very lucky very early, and because of that, in a sense, I feel mentally. I don't know if you feel the same. At times, I can almost feel like I'm free rolling a bit, even though the gallery is stupid and it's definitely not free rolling. It's probably the wrong way to think because ultimately, that money is real money. That's mine, and I could lose it. You know, but mentally, it feels a bit free rolling because we were lucky enough to get in so early. Um, and then it's hard then whenever you're in a different position mentally to relate to people who have recently bought in for what is a substantial amount of money to them yep. who are more concerned about the the day-to-day -day fluctuations my galleries dropped by like 60 or 70 grand the last week or two i don't give a shit i swear to god i haven't took a minute of thought yep. about that because i'm so bullish long term but i probably have that luxury because of the gains i had over the last couple of years if someone came in and stuck 100 grand in or stuck a grand in whatever substantial to them and that dropped by 30 percent I can see why the wee bumhole would start, you know, <laughs> start winking, quivering. Do you know what I mean? Start <laughs> winking. Like, what's going on here? So it's it's hard because I think I'm aware that it's different and I'm aware that it's hard to relate. But ultimately, then when you're trying to make content that's relatable, that people care about your opinion or that your opinion seems valid to their concerns, it's hard because we're all in different places. Does that make sense, or am I talking shite? No, no, I I, I totally. Um, you know, I can definitely agree with that as well because just obviously the position I'm kind of in approaching this and that's the way I've always kind of viewed my gallery it, like very similar to yourself in terms of it being like a mechanism towards like you know entertainment as well as like you know being able to make videos and talk about football and have some fun you know um, mm. is that it's like what I've I've maintained I've maintained this all the way back from the minute I found this I was like I shouldn't I, I shouldn't have found this when I did 
I should be the guy, like maybe some of you guys listen to this podcast, or maybe even somebody who's going to listen to this podcast on a bad random rerun in five years from now or something, is like, I should be the guy that finds this and go, oh, if I found this back then, I would have done this and I would have done that. And then by now, I'd be in this crazy, amazing, good mm-hmm. situation. But oh, I'm finding it today and I'm having to start with everyone else and I've just got to work extra hard. I've got to be extra clever in the market or whatever. So I was, I've, I've always treated my gallery as that kind of precious, and again, just really lack for a, lack of a better term, that kind of precious, I've really treated it like a precious commodity, like something that I am very fortunate to have, like, you mm-hmm. know, accrued over over the time, you know. So, and, you know, in terms of what that offers me in the game is very good in terms of what it can do for me in teams and uh, position in the market. And even if, like, as you say, things do go down, like a decent percentage. Sorry, my light is all over the place today. I'm sorry if anyone is watching <laughs> the worry. video to this and wonders why I keep turning blue, but I'm sorry. Um, so it is difficult to kind of keep yourself in the new person situation. Um, and, you know, like I did, you know, like what we're saying there, when these things come out, like it's easy to look at, I think anyway, I think it's easy to look at the positives for the longer run, the bigger picture, whatever, because that's what I've always kind of measured my gallery against is like mm. the longer term, the bigger picture, you know. Um, Whereas, and you know, that this is probably a big, a big part. I don't know if this has really been touched on. I've seen some Twitter threads maybe uh, alluding to it, but a, a big part of the problem when there is volatility in the market at the moment for a lot of the user base that are certainly active and have a voice is that I hear hundreds of people talk about the fact that they've never withdrew, you know? And mm. when things do get volatile, that's when you do like um, question decisions and really, oh, you know, we all, we all get that FOMO about players buying and selling at highs and lows and whatever. And equally, people do do that with balances. So I do feel that that kind of thing has maybe played a part in some of this as well, that people have maybe thought, oh, I knew that before ETH went from above £2,000 sterling to below whatever it is now, people will be having a wee bit of, I wish I maybe put a wee bit in my pocket kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then any volatility just invites people to just, oh, well, that's, that, that's it. I'm going to just cash out now and just do whatever and kind of reposition or whatever, because I don't think the actual developments we've had are even that, I don't think any of them are out of beat with what we've had, really. We knew a lot of the League 2s were licensed. We knew they were kind of foreshadowing that kind of stuff coming all the way back in January. And, uh, you know, things like the Croatian League. Like, And again, as much as I was, like I said, I think I probably overstated that a little bit in that one sentence I made in that video. But I think if we're happy to accept that the Austrian League is a full division, like, I was really surprised mm-hmm. we got that, like, really. Mm. But the Austrian division outside of Salzburg like, it is amongst the bottom like tiers of divisions in Europe. So if we're happy to accept Austria, then you know countries like Denmark, Norway, Croatia are all on the table because they're mm-hmm. not any different. They're the exact same standard, the exact same kind of player profile and prospect. Um, and you can even stretch the argument all the way out to the Chilean teams and the Ecuadorian teams and all that kind of stuff we're getting. Yeah. You know, so... I don't, yeah, so I think that's kind of like a little bit of the nexus of some of this is some people just, like like for us, it's not about, like what you were saying is like, not everyone makes content, you know? So the value that me and you have attached to it is kind of unique in that sense. Like people yeah. won't, no one else plays the game to make content, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, or, like I hand on heart, the, I uh, swear to God, and this this is going to sound, you're going to say bollocks, maybe you'll understand about everyone else be like bollocks, John. See if I win a crack and reward that's worth like an ETH. I'm not sitting there thinking I've just won two grand. I'm sitting there thinking this is going to make a great clip. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When I, I win totally. a tier zero under 23, I'm not thinking, 
oh my god, I might win two, three grand. I'm thinking, this is going to be a great stream. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> and it's a different mentality. I swear to God, that's totally. hand on heart. That That's honestly what it is. But anyway, I, th- I think I wanted to just touch on that briefly because, again, I know a lot of people are listening who aren't maybe in the situation we are. We do kind of maybe look, we're, we're wheels re- relatively and we're here talking, but I'm, I'm just going to talk through like, I know, I know a lot of people were maybe a lot touchier because they were in champion Europe last week and shot a ton of points and got nowhere near rewards. And maybe then you're starting to question your position and why you're in limiteds and is it sustainable? And I get all that, but we're going to talk through the kind of timeline of events. So um, basically just to go back to where it kind of started at 3.07, that's French time, 2.07 <laughs> on August 19th. So Rare tweeted seemingly out of nowhere. And again, that's another conversation. Was it out of nowhere? It was out of nowhere enough that the insider trading was definitely known. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that was chance, in my opinion. I think it's just, it's it's 100% a leak. It doesn't have to have been from so rare side. It could have been from the league side. It could have been from any which way. But ultimately, it could have been scraping APIs. It could have been doing whatever the fuck. I don't even know. I'm not a tech guy. But ultimately, someone knew something. And I don't care. I, I heard PSU and Andy, and I get their point. 50 grand, 50 ETH isn't a lot to everyone. But the chances of the accounts being made then and going yeah. aping in on that, it was someone fucking knew something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Someone knew something. So that was dodgy. But, you know, the signs have been there. When Sandetian were re-announced um, whenever they went, they were relegated. Everyone was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. The Monza thing. You know, the League 2 Bundesliga license, the La Liga 2 license. I just didn't think it would come now. I think that's it. I kind of thought, that'll come someday. I didn't yeah. think it would come now, but it's it's almost like, you know, whenever Trent's score, the, the, the Trent matrix change happened, the matrix change, we yep. all knew the scoring matrix was going to be changed someday. We didn't all know, but we speculated about it enough yep. that when it happened, it wasn't that much of a surprise. I don't think this, as a concept, is that wild. That wild based off what's been happening over the last six months. I think it was just so out of nowhere when sentiment was low already. That was the problem. It was the timing, and it was the current mood. So they post that on Friday, and pandemonium ensues. (laughs) Is that fair to say? Pandemonium? Yeah, pretty much, I think. Everyone was just pissed off. Um, And a, a lot of it, I think, was around the the insider that's the bit I kind of struggle to get so I think like see what you're saying about API scraping or whatever see the see the group chats that I've I've been in and and people have said oh that that everyone suspects everyone everyone knows there's a mad elephant in the room that everyone thinks they know who that relegation lover is (laughs) and you know I think if it it is that person or if it's anyone like that I I don't don't know who it is who does everyone think it is Oh really? I think. Well, I don't know if I might be speaking out of turn, right? But I think. I think everyone else thinks. I don't know if I should be saying this. Do they think it's me? I'm not saying it. Do they think it's me? No, no, no. They think it's Nusham. They think it's PSU three. Yeah, they think it's PSU three. <laughs> so oh, if it's care. that person or somebody like that, then I just think it's hyper speculation. There's no way. <laughs> Anyone in our community has access to like a mole in the French League Two, like league offices or whatever it might be, yeah. if that makes sense. You know, this stuff like people have openly mocked Sorare for the fact that, and I think I'm using the right terms here, they don't have staging or something, or they don't have a platform, they don't have something where they can test things in like a crash and then bring it out into the real world. 
when they're testing yeah. something or they're going to implement something, they have to put it out into the real world because they don't have a, I'm sure it's called staging or something. So the people that make fun of them for knowing that have the ability to just go into that API scraping or whatever we, we term it as, and they can see it's there, you know? So mm. that's just, for me, I just see it as purely hyper-speculation. Like that's all I... I can't imagine there's a mole involved in this thing. Like somebody on our Twitter, you know, someone who's in the Twitter community who's going to have the gall enough to call it like relegation lover and make a Twitter account and they put a wee spicy tweet out and then it got deleted. And, well, no, you know, that's somebody that's in the community. That's somebody who's like after the banter as well as having their, you know, having their cake and eating it. Can I do you? I know? hear you, right? Um, but let's say, for example, honestly, if I got a concrete tip off that this was coming, Right. If I had been told this is coming yep. through whatever way, you know, I'm, I'm one of me and you make content. People know us. Someone knows something somehow and they go, John, Quinny, this is coming. They've announced the deals. It's hush hush at the minute, but it's coming. And you, whatever, it's a trusted source. You believe in it, Quinny, right? You genuinely believe it whole heart in your heart. You're 95% this is coming. And your rich friend who you always talk about, right? <laughs> do you know okay you Nothing talk about your rich friend i have a few rich <laughs> friends right what like, i mean i understand the temptation there and i understand like okay well i don't want to tarnish my own name you know i don't want to get myself done here so let's tell my rich friend to do it i don't think that's that far-fetched yeah but it's not. but i mean like but again this ultimately, is speculation i think because you know the person with the yeah. info you know like what is it they know i don't think and again, the pictures were on the website as well. I'm pretty sure I heard Laird and PSU saying that as well. You know, that the pictures were uploaded to the site. Mm. And like, when have you ever seen pictures come without a card that follows? You know, like, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So, and like, it's a- I, I can't get by that speculation. So that's why when people are so upset about that, and I've seen some of the questions for the podcast today, it's like, oh, what about all the content it's talking about? And what about all this, you know, like, insider trading stuff and whatever? I, I, I really think people are grasping at straws thinking that it's, like, proper, like, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, what's uh, DMs and blah 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 and whatever. I was going to come out in this day and this will be scorable and all the rest of it, yeah. rather than like all these other things that are like public mm. and uh, publicly available almost. You know, like I think it's a case of I don't know if it's a case of this. Is it? I'm going to say it anyway. Like, don't hate the player, hate the game. Where and I think that's kind of what people did. Where they aren't necessarily. I don't think. Ne- I don't think people necessarily hate relegation lover. They hate the unfairness and the fact that relegation lover knew. And how did he know? It was leaked. And that's so rare's responsibility, ultimately. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. Uh, it's just when I hear I the word know. leak. I think like it's proper. Like I've phoned you up, oh, John. By the way, but I, I think at, that would have happened. I but th- I do I'll think that happened. Funny. Oh really? Do you think so? I genuinely think that happened. I don't think it's from within so rare towers because yeah. I mean I know how tight like they are. Me and you have talked to affiliate managers and no, Brian or Dan them. on different occasions, <laughs> and I always fish. I mean, when I was in the office with Ryan Spoon in America, I was like, Ryan, so you like golf, do you? <laughs> you know, and I was like, I said to him, I, was like, I said to him, I was like, Ryan, when does the when does the tennis season run? And he was like, I think it's pretty much all year. And I went, you do sure know a lot about tennis. And he didn't even like giggle or laugh or give anything. Oh. He just death stare so like i was kind of like these guys are giving me nothing and oh, anytime wow. i try and like trap dan it's pure entrapment if i get him on a call about <laughs> some you know getting the merch for the giveaway for the the meetup i was like properly you know like so you know whenever we whenever the prems launched and that he'd just be like you know there's no like banter it's it's a uh-huh. simple like fuck off john you're not getting yeah. like no <laughs> you know but 
I want to go off on a quick tangent based on something you said, and we'll come straight back in because there is a long story to be told. But you said, when was the last time you seen pictures and nothing, cards didn't follow? Yep. Something interesting happened on the site this week. Ooh. Very interesting. Ooh. So you might recall, and a lot might recall, the Premier League badges being removed. Do you remember they were removed? <laughs> yes, I do. You do? So do you, you know about this, don't you? The Tell Premier League badges in, <laughs> Tell were removed, <laughs> okay? So first off, type in Manchester. Ooh. And what do you say? Back to those weird ones again. Well, no, they have been on the new, the weird ones, okay? So that, back that's to those fine. mad grey shields for a bit, but... But they're, they're, but they're in the weird ones, right? Yeah. Now just type in liver. Liverpool's is updated. Yep. Liverpool's is back. Yep. It's there. Now, oh. does that mean Liverpool's inbound? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Maybe it doesn't, but... I mean, I think it. I think it does, but I, I think it does. Take, yeah, my kind of take on it, but is I don't think it's. I I, I think it's um, the situation is is it's full league or nothing. You know, is but you know the way that whole kind of you know you read the same articles I would have read. Um, I'm sure most people listening to this would have been going check them out. I'm sure most of them were on the Athletic about the whole NFT like bidding war thing. Hmm. Um, so because of that actually happening, like we know there was an actual bidding war that took place or whatever for the rights and for the licenses. It's all been quite hush-hush about exactly who won what and who owns what and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I think the situation is it's all or nothing. So if, I think if you've got Liverpool, I think this is like, I'm just going to say Dan, because I don't know who's responsible for it, right? But I think Dan is putting that wee Liverpool badge up as a wee like, boys, it's coming. Like, <laughs> Do you think? Do you think that's I, a wee like, it's I, coming I, lads, now shut up. Uh-huh, I think, because I think it is an all-or-nothing license situation. It might not be, you know, because I know mm. the other places get um, Arsenal or whatever. But, you know, why do, why if you're the Premier League, why do all that stuff and then not have uh, a sponsor, a partner for that license for this, this actual season yeah. like you auctioned it off against? No one else has come out with it. And I'm pretty sure if someone else got it by now, they would be on the rooftops with megaphones and yeah. spotlights and everything. So... I think that my own personal opinion, I don't know who's responsible for it. I'm just saying Dan, because it's just... The Are we calling name. this an Easter egg, Quinny? Yes. That's this is an Easter egg. Uh, a wee tip okay. of that, a wee Easter egg. Like, Because I think it is, me personally, my opinion is it's, it's an all or nothing situation now with the Prem. Yeah. What what I the only the only other argument I could possibly see is that maybe so rare went and had a bit of a scrap with someone legally over the fact that they owned the Liverpool rights before... And they bought them, they can display them for X amount of time or because they had them before, they're allowed to display it. But with that logic, West Ham should be there had, uh, and West Ham pic- aren't. Yeah, I, I did this the other day when the Liverpool pictures actually changed maybe about a week ago. I didn't. The badge didn't change, that's that is new. But the pictures like Trent and Van Dyke and mm. all that changed about a week ago. Oh, also, big shout out to Omar El Abdelouis. El Abdelouis. You seen oh, him, yeah. the lad with the sunglasses and the card? Yeah, yeah, legend. So he, yeah, uh, he had he had trouble with his eyes. I think he had fire. I read the story; it was actually quite harrowing. But he's back playing football. He he hurt his eyes with a firework a couple of years ago or something. Absolutely yeah. mad stuff. 
over to Galatasaray, but he now plays with with glasses on. And you know, you know the so rare community loves a card that looks a little bit different. Yeah. The Hans Vanderbruggen with thumbs up is one thing. A lad wearing like Terminator glasses is another altogether. <laughs> Omar like looks like a boss. I'm bidding hard for this like two of a thousand, which is the first one minted. They're obviously oh. holding the one back or something. I yeah. want him front and center of my club. Do you know what I mean? Danny Parejo will be there. Four Danny Parejos, one Omar. So I just wanted to shout him out. Right, back to the heavy shit, Quinny. Back to the heavy <laughs> shit. So people were all upset, very fairly. This came out at the wrong time, sentiment-wise, everyone. And the, the thing that I think really got people's gotten people's goat, ground people's gears, is that they were allowed in All-Star and Under-23. Now, I don't know what your th- thoughts are on that, because... It's essentially a new region Yep. coming this fall, is what they say. So it would make sense that, like all other regions, it should be playable in those. Yep. Really. But yep. I don't know. People are annoyed because they see it as more competition. The way I see it from an all-star perspective is it's more cards to win thresholds, which will bring down the price of threshold grinding teams, one would imagine. Maybe. Goalkeeper-wise, Maybe. yeah. Goalkeeper-wise. Um under 23s, is it annoying if there were absolute cheat codes in there who smash it? But again, it comes back to this. It's almost like the, the women's football stuff around like, I know it was different with the Barcelona and the 100 million goals yeah. and they concede none <laughs> and they win every game or something. Yeah. But ultimately, like, we're happy enough having, I don't know, Ajax. And we're happy enough having our PSGs and then we're happy enough having our Japan teams and Korea teams and MLS and Atletico Mineiro, not that they're doing amazing, whoever. But we throw the toys out of the pram whenever Santetian are okay, and then they get beat like 7 0 last week. Not that that's going to happen every week, but like, I don't know. It's one of these where it's like any new team scoring high, we all seem to get pissed off. I and think it is the level. I don't think there's any dom, like, um, pardon me, I think it's the line. So. I think we don't. I think like women's football is the one. I, I think people are worried about this being accepted as a foreshadowing towards women's football if it got introduced being included in All Star, which mm-hmm. I don't think would happen. I think women's football would almost have to be almost the way the MLB is run, almost like in a totally different tab. Um, definitely, maybe a totally. I think it may be a totally different SO five category. But anyway, I don't think that would be allowed in All Star. But I think this is where the line is, and I think that's where a lot of people's maybe trepidation is. It's like, oh well, if we're going to let this stuff in, then. Who knows where it can snowball to? Kind of similar to my idea with earlier on Challenger, how crowded it is. If we are going to get, because once we get Norway and they're going to fill out the rest of the, Den, the Danish league, we then need the Swiss league. There'll then be um, there's maybe then another two or three knocking around around that level, Poland and um, mm. one or two others. We still not got Portugal either. We still only get the big three in that country, you know. So I think um, so. Uh, sorry, I keep going back to Challenger. I'm really sorry, but that's just because um, it always no, pops in my head talking about this. But I've got no problem with all them going into All Star because, again, like I was saying a moment ago, like for me, all of this is very much in step with what we've had to this point. And again, anyone that listens to me talk for long enough, you'll have heard me say that like, for All Star, like I always see this in like time in time in the future, and maybe we're starting to get there now. Is All Star is going to be seen as like hardcore mode when it's like everything and anything goes, and it's like you can play five guys for my axe if you want, but you can play, you know, any region and all. I've got, I've got a guy that's in D2 that's killing it this year. He's on 30 goals for the season or whatever it might be. And it's like, you know, try your luck and try your best. But All-Star is like no holds barred, everything and anything. And with some of the stuff... Sounds like my kind of party. Sounds like my Friday <laughs> nights. <laughs> <laughs> with some of these regions and stuff that we've had, like today and obviously over the last few months, like 
if you want different rules, if you want different. If you want to make it a bit easier, where there's no big hitters in there, guys like Neymar and Messi, there's only one limited per team or any at all. Then there's these other categories you can go to. So those competitions are getting harder in virtue of like these divisions. The thing to be feared of the most, SO five wise, is like I just said there, is there will be guys in each of these divisions, maybe multiple, that break twenty goals a season. There'll be some of them mm. that are really decisive, heavy, and they go and get promoted. Um, but the thing about those divisions, as you can probably imagine by that kind of sentence there, is there's not sustained dominance in these divisions. You know, like if you are knocking around playoffs and don't get promoted, your best players will probably get sold eventually. And then mm. you you know, you still don't get promoted and what happens, you fall down the table. So I don't think any of these teams as a stack, as a power player, whatever, offers anything beyond short term like um dominance for certain. Yeah. I, I hear you, and it does add in this kind of like this this fun sort of game around and an opportunity around promotion and relegation. So we'll have to see how that pans out. I think it's um, I could, I could, I think it's good fun. I could talk about it a lot, but I kind of want to just see what else is here because uh, I want to move on. See to the, the last rest thing I want to say on that. Sorry, just before we run away from it. No, tell me. I see with All Star. See, see the thing I like about these D two cards for All Star is the really and hopefully what could and should happen. Is it see the terrible rewards that you win an All Star right at the back end of the prize pool? See if they're a starting player in Champion Euro D two. That's way better than a guy that's on the bench in Turkey. Like, is the worst prize that you can get if you get me. Yeah, you know. So I think if that elevates like the bottom tiers, if that's how they're tiered or whatever, then yeah, it might not be the division you, you thought about playing. But see if you end up with like sods law, these things come together and you've got two guys. Oh, I can play in specialist now all of a sudden, and that was like a tier four yeah. or whatever victory. Then that's way better than I say some random guy gets never gets off the bench. If I pick up some random French kid from League Deux, I'd be buzzing. Like some yeah. random eighteen year old French kid who doesn't play and has never played. I'd take it someday he might play in Belgium. I'd be yeah. over the moon with that. Do you know what I mean? Like th- that sort of win, I'd be like, all right, okay, that's a decent tier three. It's a decent tier like I probably wouldn't even be a tier two, but um People were obviously very aggrieved over all this anyway, um, because it took a bit of process and sentiment was low anyway. The thing that really pissed people off as well, and again, I actually, I, I, I really don't like this. Um, I, it is what it is. I kind of see why they have to do it for the better of the game long term. I see why things have to change, but ultimately, it's still a bit much. The the, the moving of the goalposts with the championship players, you know. And I, I don't know how many people feasibly bought championship stacks because they might be hard to assemble. But I'm sure there are a few people with nice little championship pieces that they use. Yeah. Zion Fleming is probably one of my only ones. He hasn't really hit the ground running or anything. Um but I mean, I think as well, you know. The goalkeepers, I mean, and everyone loved these players because they went to games they play in a season and the midweek utility and yeah. whatever else. Um and now they won't be able to be used in your challenger squads. But then the other side of it for me is kind of like, I'm not saying people definitely use them in challenger. It's until fall. You... You're allowed to use them for a few months. Is that what you're oh, going yeah, to say? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just in case I, I wasn't sure. You're right. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. We should clear that up. So until these like this D2 is going to, are we calling it D2? That's confusing with the old D2s. But like, are we just going to call this D2 and super rare is now super rare? I think so. Yeah, we need to. We need to evolve. We need to. Okay. Need to so D two is now. D2. That's the region. <laughs> Second division. Aye. All right. So you're allowed to use it, these lads in all stars and under twenty threes and still challenger until they bring in this D two competition thing in the fall, which is autumn to Europeans. Um, 
So it's not immediate, but ultimately it is a moving of the goalposts. I don't know. Is it enough notice? It depends when autumn is because autumn is technically in like six days. I actually thought there were, I'm pretty sure that somebody came out in Discord and said that championship, you'll be able, championship players, you'll be able to keep them in challenger until the turn of the year, even oh, when this division opens up, because like, I think that is kind of shit, you know, like dropping that. Because like, if you do have a Kaminsky, a Muric, a Horvath, a Koye is not playing the now. I've got a Harwood Bellis with maybe about half a dozen players that are kind of handy. And if mm. you had planned on just playing challenger and that was your goalkeeper or that was your rotational mid or your striker or whatever, to like, as of next game week, your snookered was crap, yeah. you know? So I think they've, um, you know, I'm pretty sure it's, somebody will need to check that because I'm not too sure now. It might be just maybe when the D2 region opens because yeah. it's not as of yet open. I might be mistaken. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, extending that, however long they have, ideally as till the turn of the year, because you do need notice for that. Because if you've only got one team and as I say, like, and again, I've seen a, a great comment by somebody, it might have been so rare pity or it might have been on, it was something to do with so rare data, somebody said it anyway. But they said, like, imagine you had Murich and then it was like, you can't play, because people were upset, you can't play U20, you can play U23 with these guys. But imagine you had Murich and then people are like that. And you can't play him in U23 anymore. You'd be, you'd be loved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, I, I'm having a look through this post before we move on to the next one. And ultimately, when this went out, the biggest thing that kind of like any comment that got more than like 20 likes was like 175. It was all around the kind of insider stuff. Yeah. Uh, the relegation lover and the Buffett's bargains or whatever. Um, You know, buying all the cards. On the, on the plus side... Uh, community sweetheart Pavel Trader doubled his gallery value in the matter in about a week. Wow. Um, on the th- actually, that's not true, but let's say the 13th of July, which was a month ago, his gallery was worth about 600 grand. Um, which seems quite low for the amount of cards he has, but he has someone to shout, and now it's worth 1.5 million. His ETH value, <laughs> his ETH value went from on the 7th of August 595 ETH. Wow. To a peak of 941 ETH. So he, he basically gained. That's his like game cashed in now. That's his play this whole time. Tracking so that that could have been. He just sell but his cards, he's got more cards than ever as well. More cards than ever at the minute. So I don't know if people have been trading like everything they should never have traded <laughs> to get these division two lads, but well, perhaps, yeah. Yeah. Another um Interesting stat coming up for Pavel. A big milestone that we should all celebrate as a community is expired public listings. He's on 996,377, so he might hit the million by next week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, quite com- a lot of conviction at auction, too. He wins 33.8% of the ones he goes for. He's bid on 67, th- he's had 67,000 bids, and he's earned almost 4,000 ETH on the market. He's a machine, man. Machine. Shout out Pavel Trader, come on the podcast. Everyone go and message Pavel Trader and say, come on the podcast. Let's move on, Quinny. So that happened. People went mad. Absolutely balubas, you might say. A few hours later, Nicholas comes out in the Discord. Hello, everyone. We are actively investigating reports of suspicious or prohibited account activity. A number of accounts have already been suspended pursuant to our T's and C's, and we will investigate any other accounts we suspect of having violated our T's and C's. Paris, <coughs> what? Um, <laughs> I'm only messing. Our preliminary investigation indicates that the suspicious activity may be linked to an unintended update to the platform. Player images from the second division earlier this month and anticipation surrounding old announcements. 
partnership with the second division teams like St. Eddie and La Liga 2 and Bundesliga 2 everyone have mentioned we take the situation very seriously and are committed to do everything we can to preserve a fair game now do you know the minute I seen this Quinny maybe I'm just cynical I thought everything he said there all the disclaimers all the all the reasons why someone might have speculated on these cards he's literally laying them out there I was thinking like he's already preparing for the fact that they're not actually going to be able to find a guilty party here and yeah. it's going to have to be put down to speculation. That's the way I looked at that. The minute I seen it, I was like, they're getting away with it then. Because, and it is an awkward one. Because it's like, prove it. How do you prove it? They're there yeah. NFTs. What do you do? Like, user speculates 100 and whatever grand on so rare NFTs to have the rug pulled or to be told to go. You know, it's, I know they just don't want the aggro, like, and I get it. But I mean, ultimately... Something dodgy's happened and something dodgy's going to happen and they're going to get away with it. And people will buy the cards. Do you know what I mean? There will be people who buy the cards. So, like, I don't know. What did you think when you seen that? Were you like, okay. I, I think, like, fair play for, for the comms, but ultimately, like, I don't know. I suppose the yeah. outcome's more important than saying I were looking at it. But at least they said that. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, <clears throat> at least, uh, yeah, because that was pretty much the only communication that came out um, after the tweet itself announcing it all. Um, so... It was definitely yep. better than nothing. So that yeah, happened. All I had. And then three days later, I think was the next thing. Yeah, August the 22nd. New league incoming. We're thrilled to have all 10 clubs of the Croatian top flight available and so rare. It was literally the next comms. So, you know, more clubs. Like more stuff coming even though everyone's going blue. And this is like, you know what? It's great. Like Croatia, fair play to these guys. You know, let's all get excited. But nah, everyone's like, what are you at, you Muppets? Yeah. You know, everyone's raging. You're adding more leagues. Can you not see the sentiment? You're crazy. And something I want to bring in here, Quinny, is kind of this talk of like people selling up, right? This is a funny one for me, right? Because first off, I want to say this to anyone out there: if you've if your bumhole has quivered even slightly this week, you're probably either overexposed. You're probably overexposed is the way to put it. Um, you know, so rare could die tomorrow. It could. It might not. I'm back, and it won't. But that doesn't mean you need to back that. If your confidence has gone, absolutely sell up. Don't be overexposed. Don't be holding more cards. Don't be putting money in here you can't afford to lose. You're mad. Do you know what I mean? Don't don't be chasing anything. Just get your money out. And it's fine. And I understand that people's confidence was rocked in management because of X and Y and Z. And they wanted to sell their cards. And I, I fully support that. Fair play to you. Very mature decision. Great. But what people also need to realize, people who aren't necessarily overexposed, well, maybe you are if you start to worry. I don't know. No, because you can think rationally and not be overexposed. A lot of people basically were kind of like, oh, no, everyone's selling. When really it was probably like five vocal accounts. And yeah. half of them have bought back in. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The amount of messages I got being like, is so rare going bust? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whatever about a lack of confidence. So rare reportedly raising a third raise at like a valuation of like 10 billion. Now, whether or not that ever comes true, I've heard it though. They've a load of money in the bank. Have you seen the amount of cards they're selling and how much money they make every single day? Why on earth does anyone think so rare's going bust? Yeah. So like so rare going bust coming from a handful, maybe 10, 15, okay, whatever. 
grumpy accounts, which and they're fair to be grumpy and maybe they're overexposed, maybe they want to sell, maybe their confidence is shot, and that's all fine. I respect them for that. But for other people to be like, holy shit, so rare's gone. Jesus, like do your research or like I don't know, you've money in something that you're you're clearly not really following if you think it's actually going to go bust over this yeah maybe they go bust tomorrow again this is all my opinion i've been wrong before about platforms going bust but do you know quinny i don't know am i wrong i think yeah well a big part of it when we're talking about gallery valuations and all the rest of it like i probably on a busy week like see if i'm not trading if i'm not trying to get any cards in or i'm not trying to move any cards out like i won't See, see the page with roster prices and all that like i won't ever even I, it's something i never check and it, the the reason I, I say that is because when i get a card in i've got an idea of what i'm doing with it i'm going to play it when this league comes back in or when that transfer happens or this weekend or whatever's going on so you know the only time i'm concerned about the value is of, of course when i buy and i sell it but if i've got no real design over selling something today tomorrow next week next month then the price of it in that kind of time at the moment don't get me wrong, it's always prudent to keep on top of things because sometimes something could go down or go up for any number of different opportunities, depends on your perspective. But outside of that, you know, like it it, it actually offers you nothing but mm. giving you, you know, headaches and stress and whatever. If the actual player, the reason you brought them in, maybe it was for a quick flip and then that's different. Maybe you want to check the price of them all the time. But if your whole gallery is built like that and then you're, you're tied like in so many ways, your success metrics, your emotions to the price of that going up, rather than going down yeah. then it's not you're not playing the same game as me you know you're playing you're, a, right. you're playing a totally different game to me i'm playing a, you know obviously all these met, all these things are are part of my gameplay yours trading and all that stuff but like i you know you look at my gallery how often do i bring cards in very few and far between you know um when i was brand new right going back to when i was new and i had nobody of course you're going through trial and error oh, I like this league, oh, I actually don't, why, why did I buy American guys? I shouldn't have done that. And you're going through all that kind of stuff. And yeah, you will churn more. But you do. You should You should get to a point where you're like, oh, cool. This is the club that I've built after being on the platform for however long it's taken you to get to that kind of settled point, you know. And then from there is when you're you're just buckling into the game weeks and, and doing your thing. So I, don't, so I think that's a big part of it also that for more people, it's a trading game as much yeah. as it is a... A fantasy game. I'm. It's very. You know what? You give me flashbacks. You see when you said about like basing your like success or whatever on the the value of your gallery because that's just so, something I don't do. Like I literally do not look at my gallery value unless someone goes like, "Oh, John, what's your gallery worth?" Do you know what I mean? Like I really because I'm, I'm not looking to cash out now. It's a long term place. So the value today doesn't matter. The value yesterday doesn't matter. The value when I decide to cash out versus when I cashed in, that's what matters to me. But someone posted something recently. I've just found it. I'm going to read this. I don't name the person in case anyone cares. But when you mentioned that gallery value, it made me think of Football Index. Because do you remember your gallery value or what, was, what did they call it? Their portfolio value was like yeah. when you signed into the app, it was front and center. Yeah, It was your like percentage gain or loss over the uh-huh. last 24 hours over the last yeah. week. And it was like your number. So that, that uh-huh. was there. Um. And it was very, very much about yeah, that making was, money. That, that was like badge of honor when your when folk did screenshots and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like you plus four hundred percent. Look at me, yeah, like on the table stuff. stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it made me think about football index. And again, I don't know, and I'm just hypothesizing. But I read this, and I was like, you know, that makes sense to me. So I'll read the bulk of this anyway. I hope there's nothing sensitive in here. I'm not going to name anyone, but I've seen this, 
and I thought it was kind of pertinent, saying that the likelihood is, in terms of the selling up or the panic, and it's a very fair, and it, it is to be expected. And again, I'm not ridiculing it at all. I'm just trying to actually digest it and trying to like get into the psychology of it all and try and work it out. Um, the, the, the likelihood is that most of these users lost more than they could afford to on FI and are most likely overexposed on SoRare as well as there's the temptation to try and make back what they lost on FI through SoRare because a lot of people in the UK community came from that world. Yep. Um, a lot of people, now this is maybe a bit throwing daggers, but a lot of people aren't actually that good at the game and are looking to blame anything and everyone before they consider their own weaknesses. Um. There's a bit You're here. I'll quoting skip. someone else, John, just for anyone who's uncertain here, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Off a script. <laughs> um, they're unlikely to appreciate the difference between FI and SoRare, particularly in the context that security of that the particularly in the context that security of significant funding provides. They've convinced themselves that SoRare is going under tomorrow, and that surfaced a lot of insecurities. There's no shame in selling up at all. But I feel, despite the nervousness that these pe- the nervousness that these people display, they've convinced themselves that they can make it big on so rare and are reluctant to truly go because of FOMO. This is why we're seeing the vocal selling and buying back in. They create a vicious cycle where they're deeply unhappy, but also reluctant to leave completely. Um, that was in a nutshell. <laughs> I kind of went down a hole there, right? Um, yeah, yeah. People don't have to agree with all that. I don't even know if I agree with every part of it. But ultimately, the point There's that I wanted to bring yeah. up was about the the scarring of FI and how that's maybe impacted the UK community over the French communities and the Spanish communities, whatever else. Um, I'd actually I don't know where that data is. I don't know if that data exists. I don't know if that data can be shared. But ultimately. I would wager, if I had to bet my own money, I would probably bet that there's a little bit more pandemonium and a little bit more crap. How many times can a man say pandemonium wrong or or even just say the word in an R? But <laughs> I would say it's a little bit crazier in the UK community than others. And that is very fair because a lot of us were burnt and scarred by a platform that wasn't similar, but was about football and speculating and uh, to a lot of people trying to make money. So like, it's only fair. And you know what? If the downside or the upside or whatever way you want to look at it is that people have itchier, people have itchier feet at the minute and are much more likely to pull out whenever they see any sort of doubt, then people have learned and they're less likely to get burned. So is that a negative? No. Okay. So those people who are selling up have learned, in my opinion, and that's probably mature and the right thing for them. But again, maybe I'm going down a hole that doesn't need going down. No, no, I, I'd agree. And it kind of comes back to, um, I kind of, I kind of walked into this dark room at the beginning of the podcast by accident, you know, but like, I don't think for the longest time enough people have taken any little opportunities to make a wee cheeky withdrawal and put some cash in their Mm. pocket and have some fun with it or whatever. Like, I don't withdraw every month, right? But I withdraw, like, I'll try and, you know, if I do a big trade, like, typically, like, probably one of the recent exceptions was when I sold you that Tenali because I had to go and get a card directly with that. But quite often, if I do sell something for decent money, profit or anything, almost always a little section of it it'll just come off and go in my pocket and I'll just take it back off the table. I'll then go buy a replacement or I'll go and buy two replacements or I'll do some trade in the market, trying to strengthen my team. But, I'll, and again, I've done content on this for long enough. So hopefully people have seen it, but like if it's every two months, if it's six weeks, three months, it varies, but you always try and put a wee bit. So anyway, like I, I agree with you. I think it's really good because I think some people have went too long without doing that. And if they have mm-hmm. cashed out and bought back in, then they've got money in their pocket. And I think they will be a better player as a result because, um, perhaps some of the stuff you were touching on there. I do think there's something to it, you know, whether it's a blanket, you know, fact across everything is probably not true, mm. as you know, as well. But like, I think there's definitely something to it. 
yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Um, we've seen it in the UK community before, and um, let's say a lot. Pocket's your best pal, John. That's the one. One on the hands worth two in the bush. Yep. Huh? Am I right? That's so, it. look, we'll, we'll move on with this story. We've a wee bit to go on with questions, answer, and whatever else. But then, so rare, come out a day later than after the Croatia release and go. We've increased the rewards in the following competitions for game week 300. 300's a big one. Changing the matrixes, um, all sorts of stuff happening. Limited challenger, limited champion Europe are both getting a buff. Rare pro champion Europe, super rare champion Europe, and super rare all star. So those five divisions, they just come out and said, we're, we're increasing these um, in Game Week 300. Following every calendar release, we'll monitor our data and your feedback to further improve our game balance and reward experience. We felt it necessary to make reward adjustments ahead of our next Game Week calendar announcement. So this is one of those where it's like, this is positive, right? Ultimately, they're seeing the concerns and they're acting, right? Can I get the tinfoil hat on with you? Oh, here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. Right, so, what regions got buffed? Oh no. Okay. What's happening here? Champion. Champion. Challenger. Champion. champion right. What if we had at least all? It's all champion, right? Now, if you actually look at it, the percentages are heavy, right? But it's only like six cards. It doesn't really mean much, right? But we have another champion Euro Easter egg that we touched on earlier, with the Liverpool badge, right? So all this week we've had new drops for Turkey. Holland was on last week. Croatia, obviously. So surely Challenger should be the one that's getting like easy love, let's call it, you know? Yeah. We've not had any champion new licenses. We've not got any La Liga. I've not got any Bundesliga. I've not got any Serie A. None of these things have come out yet. So um, I don't know. Like, I think that's another little, I think it's another wee thing that, yeah, champions a region that is going, to, is going up. You know, I think that's another wee, because again, like that little increase, I think is a real token gesture by the company to the community. Because they, yeah. did the, they did the post on Friday, they went into their group chats over the weekend and went, right, what can we definitely just promise them on Monday that's good and they'll be satisfied uh, with, you know? Today, I think we've got the rest of that statement, you know, I think they just yeah. gave us a little nugget, but the fact that in the little nugget, maybe as I say, the tinfoil hat is firmly on my head, maybe that's another wee, kinda, there's a wee Easter egg in there to go along with the, the Liverpool badge. The Prem's inbound. There we it's go. Me, but I'm crazy. But yeah, basically they come out today and we're like, yeah, uh, we've we've more. Um, so where is it? I've looked, there's a million clubs that have come out in the meantime. By the way, like literally a million. They're, I'm scrolling, still scrolling, still scrolling. Yeah, Bordeaux, Soso, uh, Ajaccio, Dijon. Still Watson. actually, they're they're just continually coming out. I can't even find the post I'm trying to find. There's so many clubs. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, again, I think I think game week three hundred is a really big deadline for the company. I think they planned on having a lot of this stuff out perhaps mm. earlier than it is, and they've maybe been forced into this position by you know maybe something that's not quite of their own doing, unfortunately. And that's why I think some of the I think that's why they're kind of opting for a bit of silence now because they're just kind of like just let us finish what we're doing and then we'll talk. You know, <laughs> like we're yeah, just yeah. about to do all this stuff. So you know, it's one of those ones like. You know, I can't think of any legendary John Nellis podcast examples to go along with this, you know, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> customer service scenario, you know. Yeah. The, sometimes the person working there knows better than the customer. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. you just got to say to the customer, just shut up and let me get on with it, right? That'll be better for you, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. kind of vibe I've got the now, a wee bit of the silence, perhaps. No, I hear you. You know, and it is that one where, again, I go back into the time distortion thing. Ultimately, they did something and within yeah. a week, 
you know, everyone's happy again. It hasn't even been a full week and everyone's happy again. But for those two or three days, dear God, you'd swear. <laughs> honestly, people think so. I actually think it's going bust. Yeah. that That's the highs and lows of the emotions here. What's new for Game Weeks 301 to 304 is what came out today. So 300, whatever, they posted about it. Special, limited rewards. Limited rewards have increased by 20% on average. New specialist competitions in Champion and Challenger Europe. Two underdog limited competitions instead of one. More info. Um, and in that more info, they delve into it. I really don't want to go through all this. The headlines. Sounds a bit... You want to know the headlines from all that? So what's new? Reward increase in limited competitions. They talk about that. Specialist regions. So they're going to be specialists, but for regions, not just specialist. All-star. So like specialist champion, specialist challenger. Underdog 45. So they're going to try it to 45 because 50 seemed a bit high. 40 seems a bit low. They're trying out 45. I think I heard that in So Rare Andrews very recently. So nice to see they're acting quick. Yep. New scoring matrix goes live on Friday, which is just after this podcast goes out, I believe. Um, uh, literally as soon as the game goes live for next game week. Division 2 for the top five leagues. Um, so they're all scored an all-star, under-23, underdog specialist, excluding the regions and legend challenges. Competition oh, rules. Um, they go into it all here, and this is going to get a bit... Yeah. It's all the same. Terms they the just copy and paste that every week. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then you've got the rundown of the game weeks. When are we getting a, a unique kickoff? Oh, I don't know. You're paying for one, but... I just want a unique bloody kickoff, and they're not giving me one. You're primed for it. I swear. There's no Benjamin unique Andre's kickoffs in sight. Take names. That's the one. He's up against a Jackio or a Jassio. I don't know how you meant to say it this week. And unfortunately, there's no unique kickoff, but I'll be using them in, in this buffed all-star. We can't say D2 now. All-star super rare. All-star but anyway, that happened that this week. Uh, with Benjamin Andre, yeah. It's the only place he can go if, if they don't have Threakley or kickoff. So... I kind of, yeah, I, I like I, I like him. He scored the big, did he get a ton in the first game? Week? Big score early season. I seen it and thought of you. Yeah. It's like, oh, John, I'll be buzzing. Yeah, PSG didn't do so good. but um, And then obviously the unique, you got me to buy, the Dundee guy. Behich or something. What? Aye, a good score and a bad score, hasn't he? Aziz Behich, how's he doing? Yeah. He got a, an 82 followed by a 19. It's going to be one of those seasons, is it? He got a He got a 2.62 pointer. And then he got an eight, eighty-one point five. Then he got a nineteen. So by that logic, next one should be an eighty. Yeah. But, um, well, the next one's against Celtic, so maybe not. So maybe not. Yeah. I actually captain Jada this week. Oh, I think I'm captaining him in under twenty-three pro. But Quinny, look, the last thing just to wrap off this whole saga is Nicholas tweeted today. And he said, Dear So Rare Community, we've heard your concerns in recent days and want to address some of them here. Rewards will remain a top priority. We continuously monitor and update these to ensure fairness and achieve the best gameplay. Thread time. Twitter loves a thread. In our latest update, we increased limited rewards by an average of 20% starting in Game Week 300 and limited star rewards increased across the board, especially in Global All-Star. You can expect more announcements on rewards in the coming weeks. We took... We take a user-centric and data-driven approach in everything we do. We closely monitor the marketplace and the number of auctions have actually remained consistent and within our range, within range during the summer. And he shows the graph of the number yeah. of cards sold in the primary market. And it isn't any higher than it has been back in March or November last year. It isn't a wee bit of a spike at the minute, but I mean, there's a lot of new clubs coming out. 
SoRare has stood tall during a tumultuous time for Web3. There will be a short there will be short-term movements, but we will continue to make decisions that support long-term user growth, gameplay health, and the best gaming experience possible. Here's one for you. At the, at the at the pain of all of us existing users who backed the product early and made tons of cash. When I say made tons of cash, made lots of like portfolio value, not necessarily a lot of actual realized gains because we haven't cashed out a lot of it. Do you think so rare would let our gallery values plummet to the ground to make the game more accessible for millions? <laughs> you know, when he's uh, when he says there about like so rare, yeah, we will there will be short term movements, but we'll continue to make decisions that support long term user growth, gameplay health, and the best gaming experience possible. I always think when it comes to that that they also want to sell cards for more money, yeah, a lot of money. versus less money. You know, like obviously there's a there, yeah. there's a from their perspective, obviously they've they, they are the producers. They they sell to everyone, of course. You know, so yeah, there is a wee bit of that. You know, you don't need to. You know, if you're selling to five million people, you don't need to make the same money as when you're selling to five people. Of course, you know, um, yeah. economies of scale and all that fun stuff. Um, but so yeah, I, I, I always kind of think that, and I always again like part of the thing. I was actually thinking this before coming on today with you is like a lot of this stuff that. In terms of the competition of the game and how hard it, you know, the perception on how hard it is to win and all the rest of it, as the user base, you know, does grow, then scare and I, uh, Josh Forth, I don't know if he was speaking to me about this or if it was on his own content, but scarcity of cards that are are one of these things that like you you remember like especially like the beginning of this calendar year in the back, I was like super rares are the thing you get, get as many super rares as I can. I want to get super rares, super rares, super rares. Don't want rares. I want supers all the way. And, you know, that kind of worked and it didn't work in different ways. But, you know, the, the kind of idea always, is I think somebody asked me one of those, it might have been actually a question in the tweet about changing strategy and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, like, I think those cards that are so scarce, like, the value on them, as long as the gameplay is there, like, you know, limited, the price of them can be very little very easily. But other cards, like, you know, that, that win I got last week on the podium, like even just the the cash amount, it's like six hundred quid, you know. Like, and if mm. you've got teams that you think are viable enough to hit that three or four times a year, then you know, on top of anything else, you know, there's actual, you know, because there's less players at that level. So having power, having a power card, having one that really you know, um, yeah, makes a difference will make a difference. Whereas versus limited, that's part of the problem. I think people have seen as well as like at the top end of that division now because of the old season five percent multipliers are still there that breaking into that is just not really going to happen without the Neymar on 11% or the Messi on 12% or whatever it is. Um, but you do get that still at the higher uh, kind of scarcity level. So no matter what happens in terms of economies of scale with the market, things that are more elite or things that are more scarce will then participate in better competitions. That's just kind of in terms of stakes. And it's kind of the thing yeah. me and you have spoke about before. Like I kind of think of it as like eventually in terms of like super rares, maybe even rares, it is kind of like elite star, elite poker stars kind of stuff, you know, where it's kind of seen mm. as like high stakes cards and, mm. uh, you know, tournaments and that kind of stuff. And that's... High stakes like a, collecting, Quinny. Yeah, that kind of, you know... <laughs> and again, Not it's, high it's, stakes gambling, high yeah. stakes collecting. We're not here for money. <laughs> no, but it's like esports. You know, right. po- yeah. there's, there's a lot of things in that space that are like traditionally like household based activities that are now like recognized entertainment and like a worthwhile kind of competitive pursuit if you like you know mm. 
Um, and I think this joins that category, but it's in a very unique kind of spot. So it's hard to kind of, because poker, of course, is completely different to like playing FIFA on esports or anything like that. You, I mean, or what's the other one? It's huge League of Legends, you know. So, but they all kind of do operate in that same kind of space that I think Sorare moves into. And I think that's a big part of the reason the valuation goes on it so high, because if it does go into that space successfully with the things it does, then, um, you know, the, the potential for it is, is massive, you know, like, yeah. it's like inventing Panini. Like, if we were in the 40s now in a wee room, because there wouldn't be an internet or a podcast or anything, and some guy was like, we French guy called Nicholas came in, he's like, oh, I'm going to invent Panini. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting there and like, do you know what? That <laughs> guy up. might be onto something. Shut up, dickhead, what are you on about? Why would anyone want that? Throw them in cigarette boxes or something for a laugh. Aye, but then me, you're sitting there like, you know what? That could be really good, that Panini. I can get that, you know? It's kind yeah. of like that, you know, where it's going to become, it's going to become its own thing. And if that's what it does become, then yeah. like you're kind of saying, what I was kind of saying earlier, like it's more kind of a long-term kind of situation is the main value on like my, my big cards. The stuff at the bottom, like they'll get traded in and out and whatever. Mm. But, I don't even know why I came on to talking about that. I'm really sorry, but I've lost Don't be the, sorry. I've don't be sorry. Start, but so I can't get no, the don't finish. be. The, the start was around um, me asking, would they crash our values just to benefit the future? Oh, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, like, yeah, good players are always going to be worth more than bad players. And that will remain constant, no matter what. So far, so <laughs> rare for all your so rare alpha guys. This is where we get it. <laughs> So we've got two more two more tweets or three more tweets in this thread. We released new features like the Academy and Daily Drop. What is the Daily Drop, Quinny? Why do I not know? It what was the Daily like drop new is? people get a common every day. Remember the oh, yeah. it's like yeah, kind yeah, of a foot draft for yeah, comments. That was actually nice. So the Daily Drop and entered into strategic partnerships transfer marked for Britsy Romano and Co. These in- initiatives are crucial for the overall health of the Sewer game and benefit managers, the community and partners alike. This is just the beginning. We're listening, we hear you. We want to thank you for your continued support, passion and care. I'm planning on doing an AMA soon to give more insight into product features and plans. Everyone just go on Twitter and say, Nicholas, come on John's podcast. And Pavel, get him too. But Nicholas, come back on the podcast at work last Send Pavel a notification via Soraya. Yeah. <laughs> you have been invited to the So Far Soraya podcast. I, I message Pavel all the time. I keep trying to get literally like a 10 second, hello, I'm Pavel. I don't know oh, just I something. Just That's something. Amazing. Uh, I'm thinking the only way to get him out is like, to, you know, pretend I'm him and put on a voice to the point that he goes, that's not me. And I say, it is you. And then he has to prove it's not him by actually talking. Oh, Mate, that'd be childish. so funny if you did that, but, that parody style. Yeah, mate, you need to ha- you need to find somebody that's close by to you and not hire them. <laughs> hire a Pavel. It was Aye, funny like a homeless at the... guy or something. Oh, mate, I had this thought the other day as like a funny thing for like a photo. I don't know why I thought of this, but it came into my mind. Like, I maybe I've seen it somewhere subliminally. Maybe it's already art and it's in my head somewhere, and I've somehow imagined that I've created it. And I've not, but like, imagine like a homeless guy, like on the side of the street sitting down with his legs crossed and all that and then as we sign on cardboard rather than it being like oh you know wherever the, wherever the story is it says uh, uh, b-a-y-c hashtag zero three one two five or whatever <laughs> oh that's like the that's like a juxtaposition that's Aye. like the, like, the modern the, world uh-huh. oh that's actually like really like artistic and like depressing that's kind of what i thought right i don't know it might be real <laughs> art and i've imagined i've made it up Anyway, what if it was like if you did that if the, you found a guy in ireland because especially ireland you'd have some crack for whoever this guy would be if you could find some guy like that and like have him be pavel trader 
<laughs> just walk about with that sign like I'm Pavel Trader and he's like doing shit. <laughs> I don't know if it's borderline distasteful, but it's on the edge. Quite definitely edgy content. You could have a sign saying like we'll build we'll buy gallery for sixty percent value. Shit like that, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, just like a random guy and he's like, Yeah, that's funny. I'll, I'll leave that one you to you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, he basically said a big hypey bit then at the end about how we're all friends and having a great time building it together, um, which is nice. So it was nice that he had comms, but ultimately I want to move on from that whole thing. We seem to be half out the back of it, but obviously there's still a lot of work to do, uh, things down out. But ultimately I think it'll add a, a nice dynamic to the whole market, the whole um, Division 2s and the, the scouting that comes from that, the relegation and promotion thing, promoted teams coming worthless relegated teams becoming invaluable it could be really interesting um for sure we, we'll do a couple of questions and try and wrap up in the next five or ten minutes Connie. so yeah. um sam ty just says he's 27 he plays up front that's a uh, i won my i won that kyogo furuhashi super rare last week boom yeah <laughs> so, he loves it that was kind of you know it's like you're doing the reward openings you're getting the wee I'm like, he's obviously coming up with Celtic badge first and I lose the plot and I know it's a Celtic player and then I know my cards so as soon as it said he was 27 and he was playing up front I knew it was like, only one man it could be you that's know unreal. Yeah. That's unreal. so that's kind of the way I, I, I wrapped that out or reamed it out oh, that's class Sam he's 27 he plays up front yeah <laughs> I love it so a question here just because this, this one irked me Quinny this one irked me it got no likes okay. but it irked me Mr. Brown said, how do you view influencers? I don't know why being an influencer matters here, but with 60 grand's worth of cards, deciding to play limited underdog and specialist, isn't this killing it for new adopters with small budgets? I'll say it again. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Limit divisions if that's what you want to do. But ultimately, everyone is free to enter wherever the fuck they want. That's it in a nutshell. Is I think it ethically is an wrong? Odd question because it's not yeah. really to see these competitions dominated by anyone ever, really. Other than so like, unpredictable. Yeah, because you've got to know. Oh yeah, that guy. You know, guys are under these L15s. Like anyone who is a whale, let's say, or an influencer of a 60k gallery. I had to go and check my uh, Surreal Gallery valuation there. I'm like, is this a shot at me? Um, I don't think it is because my gallery value on Surreal data is a bit higher. So I don't know who he's taking a shot at exactly. But I play underdog, and I never win it. You know, I actually won a card this week, in fact, but that was the first card ever, you know. So I don't think yeah. these divisions are dominated by anyone's purse in particular. And yeah. the point of them is, is like, you do have every shot with like a hundred quid, depending on who you're picking up and who you know and in terms of the market, in terms of the fixture and whatever. Mm. Um, as you do as the guy like me, who's got a bunch of limiteds that are lying about and I'll just see, oh, like this week we've got that um, Game Week 300 signed giveaway competition. And it's mm. underdog rules, but they've got to be over 30 and unlimited. Yeah. And uh, I picked that team first, the very first team I picked, because I thought anyone who qualifies for this does not interfere with any other team that I've got any value on. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, so <laughs> let's just pick that first and whoever the best five is, is, and you know we'll forget about it and move on. But if you were to walk into the market and get the keeper with the best fixture, you know, who'll probably not be that expensive on the market, Etc. Etc. For the five positions, you've probably got a better shot than me, the you know the person who makes videos with a surreal data gallery value of let's say ninety thousand dollars. So it's definitely not me. Yeah, it's definitely not me. <laughs> um, no, I get. I think. I think the thing with that question, the reason I brought it up is more like it's that viewpoint. It's that viewpoint of 
I don't know. Look, because conversely, when I was when I was a minnow on other platforms or whatever, I never had that viewpoint where like, oh my god, they have money. It, it, it's like having it in against the people that have it because you yeah. don't. Do you know what I mean? It's this like, oh. They've got sixty grand and they're they're playing in the competitions I can play. Like they're so greedy, it's killing it for new adopters. No, it's just the rules of the game, and they're just playing the game like you are. It's on so rare to to don't hate the player, hate the game. It's as simple as that. I get that, like you know, you could argue that like if someone has a massive gallery, a couple hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, whatever, whatever that number is, and they're coming in and they're buying the biggest cards and competing and just dicking everyone and everyone's. It isn't as fun because the minnows don't get to win as much and all. But ultimately, like, I don't know. I just don't support that viewpoint. And then the other side of it is, like, I thought, is this a pop at me? Like, you thought automatically. And then I was kind of thinking, like, well, it's not me because I give away every limited card I win to people. Yeah. They probably need it more than me. So, like, wonder which influencer with a 60 grand gallery is mugging people off. <laughs> That's or, what I thought. Or pissing this guy off anyway. Yeah, pissing this guy off. Anyway, um, so that one. Simply Alex asked, obviously everyone wants real life rewards like match tickets and shirts in rewards. How would you manage that across divisions? For example, only in limited so they're accessible for everyone. Better prizes the higher up the divisions you go as they've committed to more more to the game. I think like again, yeah, I ultimately feel while a lot of the things like the lower end merch and stuff should definitely be accessible to everyone, I would love to see like VIP packages for VIP entrance. You know, that's yeah. the same across all boards. Like, if you play Poker Stars, and I know it isn't gambling and blah, 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 but just using their model, if you're playing high-stakes games, you can win enough Poker Stars points or whatever to go on, like, all-expense-paid trips to Las Vegas with entries. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas if you're playing the, the one- and two-cent blind games, you might win a hat if you play for six months. <laughs> yeah. That's the way. Do you know what? That, that's actually how it is. Uh-huh. And just to kind of take that model, do I think everyone should have the chance to win the lower ticket items and should they occasionally have a shot at a VIP experience or this? Of course. But does it make sense for you to uniques and super rares and rares to, to win better rewards and limiteds? Of course it does. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, uh, the way I think about a lot of this stuff as well is like, you know, I've been, me and you've both been playing this for basically two years. Let's say me and you end up playing this game for six or seven years through any number of reasons, you know, maybe just grow up one day and decide to sell the cards, even though the game's fine and whatever, and go yeah. retire somewhere. Maybe that's, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's the dream. If, if anyone listens to this, if you're going to play this for seven years as well, then you're two years behind, you know? So, yeah. so you know, being angry at people that are, like, are being frustrated by folks that are ahead, it, it does only kind of stand to hold you back. I've kind of said this before, and the kind of different situation that we've got with Soria in that respect is that, you know, the journey that I've been on over two years today, it probably takes someday three or four perhaps yeah depend you know, if that makes sense so we've benefited from like external accelerants that you can't guarantee will be repeated that's a complete sentence um <laughs> oh i get it i but, get it yeah but we, we, we all need to go through the same stuff it's not any different like you said earlier on like it's not as if we've walked in here the pair of us and went oh cool right well i've got 100 d spare john and you've got 100 d spare let's just play this game for some laughs you know that's not mm. um <laughs> that's not yeah how this has went you know so we are all from the same place in that respect, you know. It's just that, you know, started earlier, so we're further down exactly. the road. We, we got accelerated by Gary V-Booms and mass onboardings and whatever else is. Um, but I hear you. So another quick question. Jers4 wants to know, do you guys find SoRare as exciting as when you started or has the excitement sort of gone down with time or has it increased? 
I think because the gallery is worth more now, and I've become numb to winning cards worth a few hundred quid now, for me to actually be like, holy crap, I do need to be hitting tier zeros and stars. You know, like if someone's got a threshold team and they hit a tier three, they're buzzing. Yeah. I don't get buzzing over tier threes. I'm actually probably annoyed because of the opportunity missed to win a tier two or better. Tier two is kind of, I'm on the edge. An upper tier two, I'm I'm excited and happy. A tier two, I'm happy. And I kind of go, oh, that's nice. But for me to actually genuinely get like the ball tinker, like, oh, can't wait for this. It needs to be like tier one star. Yeah. But I'm still as excited as I was. But I remember the days when I used to get excited at tier threes and hitting thresholds. Yeah, same. Same. Again, like, you know, yeah, it's just one of these ones as well. that I, I still enjoy all the parts of the game, but it's it's one of those ones where, like, that win I had at the weekend was so special for me personally on a lot of levels, but mainly because, like, I'd um, put my, I, I'd, you know, made such a kind of handbrake turn on a lot of the stuff in my gallery to kind of prepare for maybe things coming out or maybe things changing and they did yeah. and then getting them, blah, 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 all the rest of it. So because I kind of went through a long period, uh, like I'd probably say I put myself under too much stress with my personal gallery from like February, March till kind of now. So I did actually feel at different points. I was like, man, I, I need this to just actually, I just need football to happen now because I've just like, wait, I've just spent so much brain power and energy and like emotion on like doing these trades and oh, who can I sell next and who can I trade that against and uh, east up and east down and I'll deposit and I'll withdraw it and da da and everything else that's going on. But having that win it was just proper like the straight jackets off kind of thing you know it was like the yeah. shackle. i was just like oh thank fuck for that man like <laughs> here we go you know it's back to yeah. what it's actually all about you know so i've uh, that definitely kind of woke me up a little bit if that makes sense i don't know if I hope yeah no i hear you i understand you i was just looking at your gallery as you were talking trying to look at your um like so5 results and whatever else and just looking through, I, I didn't realize this. I don't know how I've missed this on the SO5 stats in the gallery, looking at SO5 utility and looking at your best cards. I always thought you'd go into the individual cards. Don't know why. But like, What's looking in there brings back some memory, memories. Oh, yeah. That's cards won. Cards Danny there. Parejo is top, joint with Trent. And I think Trent always lets me down. But I mean, like, he's won me, looking back, some crackers. Some absolute crackers in there. Um, And recently, sort of two, three on the bounce. Um, which is great to see. A lot of what could have been's I've captained him in times whenever Yeah. He could have he could have done a lot more for me. But um Quinny, look, we'll finish up. Um thanks to everyone else who submitted questions. I do appreciate them. Unfortunately there was a lot to rant about this week. Um there's two hundred and thirty four quid, two hundred and forty four quid now in the, the prize pool for the one thirty seven game for charity. Um last week we had Munayin, Munayin from Dalesy and Bono, who scored 97 points, which is 40 off, which leaves a tenner. Uh, if you wonder what I'm on about, basically, it's 50 quid a charity. Every point you're away from 137, charity loses a point, loses a quid. So that's another tenner to the pot. We're up to 244. Quinny, who are you picking? You can pick as many players as you want. I'm going to pick... Uh, I am going to pick... Uh, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Carlos Lampe. Oh, yeah. He's away to Benfica, and he's a bit of a legend. Uh, not Benfica, sorry, Boca Juniors. So I think he's going to have a legend performance and do, like, I don't know, let's say 72. Okay. And then let's say uh, David Silva. I'm going to take him. He's away to Elche. So I think, uh, yeah, 
I'm going to say he's roughly about 70 as well. So trying to overshoot, knowing that I'm not going to be right. Lampe might come in with a 40, Silva might do a 90. So yeah, Lampe and Silva. Lampe and Silva locked in. Best of luck. Quinny, thanks for coming on the podcast. People can find your podcast and product so rare. If they look for that, they'll find it. Yep. Quinny3001 on socials and YouTube. Is that about yep. it? That's it. Good stuff. Well, look, thanks for joining me. Pleasure was waiting, mate. That's it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe. Leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and like the video. Comment below with your thoughts. And guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you for next week's episode. Bye-bye.